0: welcome to the mbg podcast
1: let's fire everybody
2: Welcome, everyone, to episode number three of the Message Board Geniuses podcast. This is Hoos, and with me, of course, today are Casey and MBG. How are we doing tonight, fellas?
3: Fantastic, Hoos. Glad to be back.
0: I'm doing so great.
2: Back for the third episode. We're in week eight of the college football (laughs) season, now in the books. Probably the biggest game of the week was number 16, Syracuse, taking on the number five, Clemson Tigers. Casey was looking a little dicey for your boys there for a while.
3: Yeah, it's funny. Four-year-old son was begging me to take a bike ride with him. And I was like, no, not right now, because I was getting a little angry. And then when we went down 21, I say we, when Clemson went down 21.7, I got right back on that bike and we went on a nice long bike ride.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to go with the, and I know this is a family friendly show with the F them kids
0: uh, (laughs) response.
3: (laughs) That would be on brand. But, uh, no, it was, I need to do something. So, thankfully, my four-year-old kind of saved me from breaking a TV.
2: (laughs) So, do we have a quarterback controversy now in Clemson or not?
3: It depends on who you talk to. The Clemson fans and the faithful say absolutely not. Uh, The media, the pundits that don't really watch our games say absolutely. But I don't think so, no.
0: Didn't Dabo say there wasn't one?
3: Yeah, there was. Cade Klubnik came in and threw four passes.
0: He didn't look that great,
3: right? No, and ran himself into a sack. Like, no, it just – DJ just was not having a good day. He, he Bad DJ was there, and that's what we got. And Yeah, K- and that, it
2: just, that he, wasn't a K comeback, right? I mean, you guys of uh, running the good. ball on. Syracuse fell apart. And, listen, I'm very familiar with uh, Syracuse's offensive coordinator because he was UVA's offensive coordinator for the last several years,
3: and he tends to
2: make some curious play calls. Well, you games. told me
3: that. You yeah. told me that. You said, don't worry about it. Robert and I will show up in the second half or something of that to that nature.
0: And <laughs> they so did. You,
3: you called your shot. Yeah. I was not pleased with
2: Sean Tucker's usage against. uh
3: <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. say. How do you not use arguably the best running back in the conference at all in the second half? The only thing that he had in the first half was like a 16 yard run, a 12 yard run, and then a wheel route for a touchdown. Yeah, when he got schemed to go against defensive end KJ Henry, I mean it was a no no match whatsoever. And then he just went completely ignored him in the second half. It was yeah, five carries
2: like fifty five yards for so the game. He yeah. was not pleased. Yeah, he 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 said he was pleased, but I I don't believe him. <laughs> All right, so MBG, the Utah State Aggies took on Wyoming in the battle for Jim Bridger's rifle this weekend. How'd that go? <laughs>
0: I mean, it was a snore fest And it didn't end up well If you start your fourth string quarterback You can pretty much guess things aren't going to go well So that's two years in a row That the Jim Bridgers rifle will reside in Laramie Which I feel sorry for If you've ever been to Laramie You would feel sorry for Jim Bridgers rifle
2: <laughs> it's, I'll be honest I don't know who our fourth string quarterback is Like I, I, I genuinely have no clue So, well,
0: Be happy about that
2: yeah. yeah, his his stats didn't look great. Is it weird that I do? You don't know UVAs, I hope, because no, then you've no. got a problem. Yeah. I right. do have a problem. <laughs> Georgia Tech UVA kicked off the week on Thursday. We actually came away with a win. I had a world's colliding moment that you guys know about. We turned the ball over. We UVA. Look, I spent seven years in Charlottesville, so I use we. I paid enough tuition where I feel entitled to <laughs> to use the we we turned the ball over twice in our first five plays our message boards predictably erupted so I'm texting with my college buddies I get a text from my buddy Brian saying that his son Ben's post had just been tweeted by none other than the message board genius himself Ben then retweeted it and wrote made it on message board geniuses life has been made which I thought was (laughs) awesome so that was my highlight from the UVA game and MBG I I heard that you agreed to go on his uh, podcast, even.
0: Yeah. I mean, anybody that makes it on MBG, I will go on their podcast.
2: You're a very Thanks nice guy. He, he's literally, this kid is literally, I say kid, he's like 21 years old. He's, he's very fired up to have you on. So we'll give that a shout out when it happens. Before we get into the post this week, we were going to try a new segment that we're calling Genius of the Week. So each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, or conference. We did something uh, particularly dumb this week and then see if we can decide on who the, the real genius of this
3: week is. So who wants to kick this off? I, I'm going to stick with our little triumvirate here and talk about the UVA Georgia Tech game. And I did watch. I tuned in for every second because you know, I'm God, sorry I'm about there. that. I,
2: <laughs> I appreciate if, it. But I, I'm if sorry. I
3: if I had insomnia, it would have been cured. However, <laughs> I stayed up for every second and I wish I didn't. Because Zach Gibson, the quarterback, backup quarterback who was in for Jeff, injured Jeff Sims, on fourth down it may not even have been fourth down, but it was the last down play of the game. Yeah. The last play of the game, you have to throw the ball, and he doesn't, and he runs out of bounds to end the game without even giving his his team any sort of chance. And I was literally my mouth was on the couch because it was. I just you have right now. I'm stammering because yeah, how do you not even just throw it up? I started giggling you know like a moron. Like, sure I – <laughs> because
2: we've lost so many games like that. You know, we're up seven. Uh, they've got one play left, and, you know, he's rolling out, rolling out, rolling out, and I'm just thinking, oh, my God. Like, you know, what craziness is going to happen? And he just kind of, like, gingerly waltzed out of bounds without even it trying was. to throw it downfield. So, yeah. No, and I and I, I, back, I personally
3: appreciated that. <laughs> the best part for me was he looked back at his bench and kind of shrugged. <laughs> As if the coaches were like, ah, you know what? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I would have ran out of bounds too. Yeah. What was I supposed to do? Right. <laughs> we wanted zero chance of winning, not two percent chance. <laughs> All right, MBG, what you got?
0: Okay, mine my nominee is Ohio State fans. They played Iowa, right? They ended up beating Iowa 54 to 10. I think everybody knew they were gonna beat Iowa pretty good. But at one point in the game, they were down 7-3 early because Iowa had scored a defensive touchdown. And on the message boards, there's posts that I posted where they're saying C.J. Stroud is a pansy. C.J. Stroud and the <laughs> offense look horrendous. Bye-bye Heisman. Let me tell you, he's not the best quarterback in America this is how you lose games against Iowa. Nice job, Day. Ryan Day is stubborn. Uh, Stroud is a, another P word. Yeah. <laughs> Just going on and on. And we're, yeah. we're, five, we're five minutes into the first quarter of a game that everybody in America knows they're going to win going away. And they're all over uh, CJ Stroud and Ryan Day early on. So they're my geniuses of the week.
2: And they won by what, 40?
0: It was 54 to 10. Yeah. I mean, it was, 16, it was 16 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. You know, they're kicking field goals, but they're, I mean, they're just moving the ball all over the place with the exception right. of the one def- defensive uh, score. So the fact that they get so down on uh, Stroud and Day uh, after the first few minutes of a game against Iowa. Um,
2: so I told you guys about mine earlier. So I'm going with Weber State head coach Jay Hill, uh, who looks That's, w- that's Long- Weber
0: State. Who's Weber, Weber State. I'm
2: sorry, Weber State. See? So you, <laughs> <laughs> you can. You, Just fix that, Casey, in (laughs) post-production. Weaver State head coach, Jay Hill, who left his long snapper in the game into the third quarter despite the fact that he airmailed four snaps through the end zone um, for four safeties. I don't know if you guys saw these, but they were not cheapies. Like, two of them came from the 30-yard line. One of them was, like, through the corner of the end zone. So it was, you know, like 20 feet over the punter's head and on a direct diagonal in a game that they end up losing by five points and it was their first loss of the year. So, I mean, either I'm assuming they've got a backup long snapper. And if you don't just, maybe I'm an idiot, just chuck it downfield and hope team <laughs> catches it. Right. I mean, just, just have your punter,
0: just have your punter take it from right under center and just yeah, I mean,
2: like literally take... anything has to be better than four safeties. And I mean, again, these these were in close. I feel bad for the kid. It's not, you know, like he had the yips, obviously. Yeah, so he left him in there for way too long. So I don't know. That's a tough one. What do you guys think?
0: Well, I can't laugh at Weber State because they beat Utah State by four touchdowns in Logan, and so I wish they would have snapped some balls out of the end zone. Uh, we would have taken <laughs> eight free point. We would have taken eight free points and made it a two touchdown game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I can't pronounce Weber State, so. I don't think I can pick them either. I think I might have to go with the Ohio State fans.
3: Sounds good to me. I I would agree. We've talked about that. That kind of goes with our show. We've talked about that in the past, about being the favorite fan. I think of MBG, of that guy that just all of a sudden goes berserk, usually at the beginning of the season. But once (laughs) the first thing goes wrong, there it is. There they are. They show up. So.
0: Every time I find those, I always cheer for that team to win, just so that those guys who early on were getting so upset look silly at the end. I think I think I had a lot of those with LSU fans when they were down 17-3 to Mississippi Ole Miss. I think there was a ton of them all upset with Brian Kelly and Daniels, and we're all upset, and then all of a sudden at the end of the game, it's like, oops,
3: LOL. They never There's come back, story. though, right? They never come yeah. back and
2: say, my yeah. bad. No. Yeah. And no, they never. always learn their lesson. There's zero chance those same <laughs> people are doing it the next time they get down by, you know, two touchdowns or whatever <laughs>
0: Every time. I should keep I should keep closer tabs on the posters who are doing that. Right.
2: to so have, like, a repeat offenders list uh, <laughs> that we can talk about. One quick housekeeping note before we get into the message board posts. Our buddy, MBG. At board geniuses on Twitter passed sixty thousand followers this week. So it's a pretty big benchmark, man. What are you? Is it two years in at this point?
0: Uh, yeah, a little over two. My mom is very proud.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's all about, man.
3: Yep, she's quite proud of my achievements. When you were growing up as a kid, you were saying what you wanted to be: doctor, lawyer. (laughs) 60,000 viewer uh 60,000 yep. followers on Twitter. Yep.
0: A, a real big time Twitter celebrity.
3: <laughs> so,
2: so now I'm actually interested. Does your mom know about your Twitter account?
0: No. You, my mom probably don't even know what Twitter is.
2: So, my so our parents are probably close to the same age. So I I told my mother I was doing a podcast and she hasn't figured out how to play it yet. So
3: <laughs>
0: Yeah, some things are just best left
3: yeah. uh, unsaid. <laughs> My mom and dad are trying to watch it live. <laughs> <laughs> I told them it's not live. It's not that, video. That's gonna be you tough. Watch it. Yeah, yeah. we make tell too many mistakes them, to do this live anyway. So just
0: tell them you're on Fox. <laughs> um, just have them watch it till they see you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know that's funny. A little side note, and we do not it could be cutting room floor here, but I was an extra in a few movies, and one was Remember the Titans. And so I told my parents that I was in the, on the Hayfield Hawks, which is the first team that the, the Titans played. And so they said, what number are you? And I said, I was 77. And I was just on the sideline, but the camera you know, panned our faces multiple times. My mom went to the theater, told everybody sitting around them that I was in the movie. There was no no shot of the sideline of the Hayfield Hawks whatsoever. <laughs> was Aww, a, it, she was still so proud though of her boy that was in a movie.
2: So I'll listen, I'll admit I was gonna go rent the movie and look for you. So I'm, gl- I'm <laughs> glad I'm glad you've finished the story off.
0: You can tell her that you're on a podcast with a guy who has sixty thousand Twitter followers.
3: <laughs> I will. She's gonna be proud. She will be. I've always been a hanger on, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, MBG, so what do we got for post this week?
3: So
0: there was this post. This was a funny post from a Miami fan. We'll stay in the ACC. We'll stay in the ACC quite a bit today. So this is a guy on the Canes Insight board. He posted this after Miami had lost to Duke of all teams. And they lost bad, right? They lost by three or four scores, didn't they? Oh,
2: they got boat raced, yeah.
3: Had eight yeah, turnovers. I
0: mean, yeah. And... I've never been to a game at Miami, but this is kind of how I picture things go in a game uh, in Miami. And the poster says this. He says, I caused mayhem in the blue lot. I was walking to my car after the game and a Duke fan started running his mouth to me. Big mistake. I'm not sure what exactly he thought he was going to accomplish because he was unconscious within 10 seconds of yapping to me. His family was in horror, and there were a few Canes fans cheering me on as I drove away. My wife refused to get into my car with me and took an Uber home instead. Frick this team. That was your Saturday.
2: So, first of all, the, the guy's, I don't know if it's his name or, like, his subtitle, but it's cover three, and then under that is, I fight at tailgates. So, <laughs> This is very own brand for this guy, I
0: think. Yeah, I, I love how I love how he ends it. Just how was your Saturday? And the best part is, is that he was obviously with his wife, and she wasn't even going to ride home with him. She just got an Uber and went home and sent him home by himself.
3: <laughs> Having been to games at Miami, and even games that there weren't Miami teams playing there at the Orange Bowl, like I don't know. There's a fine line here. Like I'm not sure this guy's joking. I think he is. Oh, I not think, sure. think he is. <laughs> <laughs> but, come on, who's there's no Duke fans. But
0: do you oh, guys go okay. to games? Do you guys go to games with your wives?
3: My wife I mean, hasn't been to a Clemson home games since the Clemson lost to Pittsburgh. And I don't know if you know this, but they've won 38 straight games. And the last time they lost was to Pittsburgh.
2: <laughs> so the answer is no. Thank you. <laughs>
0: She's not going back. How, who's, do you go to games with your wife? So, yeah, I mean, she'll
2: go. I mean, I can say if I get in a fight, I mean, her ass is going to be making fun of me at, immediately <laughs> because she knows she's going to be taking me home in a body bag if that happens. Um, I mean, this is actually a pretty good marketing opportunity for Uber, right? Like, <laughs> there's a commercial in here somewhere.
0: <laughs> we'll take your wife home? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
2: Also, I mean, I'm not a criminal lawyer. I've never done any criminal law, but I'm not sure that documenting your felonies on a message board is, <laughs> is necessarily the best idea. <laughs> like, you know, I might advise against that if I were this guy's counsel.
0: Yeah, I'd like some confirmation as to whether this happened. I, I, I didn't get any um, in the post <laughs> itself, but I'd still like confirmation. Because, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing this Duke guy might have uh, put up more of a fight than just 10 seconds worth. Opinion... Have, have you
2: met any Duke fan? I mean, Casey will back me up on this. <laughs> Not football. Yeah, I've literally never
3: met a Duke football fan. <laughs> so you think at
0: most a Duke fan has 10 seconds in him?
3: or? Well, the Duke basketball fans are also Alabama football fans, so they're, right. they're a little <laughs> <laughs> And Yankee fans, I think. Uh,
2: sometimes Laker fans. Yeah, it just depends.
0: Well, this is just I mean this is just how I always picture a Miami game to be and maybe I'm I'm wrong cuz I've never been to a Miami game but I really didn't bat an eyelash when I read this. I just assumed that that was kind of par for the course and someone's <laughs> just finally documenting it.
3: Well, I think they announced 54,000 fans this past weekend, but if you saw any photos of the game or watched any minute of the game, if there were 54 fans, it was a lot. That place was a lot of people dressed up as empty seats in that game. How problems.
2: many does that stadium hold? There's,
3: I mean, there's it's no like way there are fifty-four thousand there.
2: Yeah, there's, there's no chance.
3: Last year's Florida State game or two years ago had forty-seven, and it was packed. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, there's not, was, there were not fifty-four thousand there.
2: But there was well, one guy dumb enough to run his mouth to cover three. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, staying in the state of Florida, I think uh, Florida State had a buy last week, but I think they had lost to Clemson the week before. And I'm not sure that those guys down there really sold on Mike Norvell. Um, and so I'm going to read a post from a Florida State poster who is really upset with Mike Norvell, and he thinks he has a great idea for a replacement. So I want you guys to think, if if you're thinking of the best replacement you can for Mike Norvell, who immediately comes to mind? Who do you think would make a big splash down at Florida State?
3: Sure. And
0: I know there's only one name that comes to mind, and this guy is going to bring it up. This is uh, from War Chant, which is an on-three board, uh, from a guy named Dalen Knoll, 92. And he says, potential hire. The way FSU has played the last three weeks has put a lot of doubt on the Norvell era. Now, if things go sideways the rest of the season, I think FSU needs to make a run at Kirk Ferentz. <laughs> Iowa fans are Iowa fans are tired of him, and he may need a change of scenery. Tough coach, great defenses. Just don't let him bring his son as OC. And I think this could potentially be a home run hire. So, do you guys agree that that would be a home run hire in Tallahassee? I mean,
2: Kirk has almost too much swag for FSU, right? I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, when you think of Florida and you think of FSU and their history, certainly Kirk Ferenc is <laughs> is the one guy that fits the fits the mold, right? I
3: can't <laughs> stop laughing.
2: <laughs> when because that I mean
3: <laughs> why can't he bring his son?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's what I call BS on. Like, you can't break up. They're they're a, a deal, right? I mean, Kirk and Brian have to stay together for no other reason than the best interest of the MBG media empire. Because, you know, seeing Iowa fans talk about their offense is... I mean it's it's sad, but it's also hilarious.
3: It's on it's on brand for Florida State. You can't spell nepotism without FSU. I mean they had Bowden, <laughs> Terry Bowden, <That's> right. Tommy <laughs> Bowden, Jeff Bowden. Jeff Bowden was the OC for Bobby Bowden back with blah 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 bowden bowden bowden. Sorry. Yeah, Mike
0: Norvell Mike Norvell doesn't have a son, so you might as well bring Kirk Ferentz and Brian in. But What's I wanna that? know what this what this guy saw from Iowa. That made him think, "Hey, we should hire that guy." Like I, I, I looked it up. I think Iowa has this entire season less than sixteen hundred yards total offense.
3: Didn't I say? Wasn't there a stat this past weekend that Ohio State has more touchdowns than Iowa has first downs in the year? Something of that nature.
0: I didn't see that, but it wouldn't surprise me. So. I mean, I I don't know what this guy is thinking at any point in Kirk Ferentz's career. career would, would you look at him and say, yeah, I want that guy coaching my team?
2: I want, yeah. I mean, when I think of the glory days of FSU, which Casey and I both had to live through, I'm not – there weren't a whole lot of 10-9 games that I can recall. No. I mean, no. those, were, those <laughs> were offensive explosions back in the day. So, yeah, I'm in favor yeah. of this move for whatever – I mean, if they want to bring in <laughs> –
3: the forenses, that's cool with me. Yeah, we'll take it. We, they used to—they were the first real team to run that hurry-up offense, and a lot of defenses had no idea what the heck.
2: Well, how many straight yeah. games did they win in the ACC? Something Like 30-some, right? There was no, some... It was
3: crazy. It was 37 yeah. at home because Clemson just beat that record. But, yeah, it was crazy. Crazy. You didn't beat them there. You didn't beat them ever. No, no. So, no. You? Yeah, but I, I'm all about it. Let's go. Bring Spencer Petras with you
0: so we talked about uh, Florida State fans being a little bit uh, on the fence with Mike Norvell Um, and we've talked about this one too but uh, Texas A&M fans are in one heck of a predicament now they lost again to South Carolina and we've talked before in the other episodes that they were already unhappy with Jimbo and now they're really at the point where they're trying to figure out how to dump Jimbo which at this point seems pretty unrealistic. I think his buyout is like $85 million um, to buy him out. Um, so I don't think that there's really much of an opportunity to do that. At least I didn't think so. But there was, this post, there was a post on Texags, which I think perhaps um, gives us some hope of buying out Jimbo. And this poster says this. He said, what if we sold the Natty Trophy? How much of the buyout would that fund? I had to look. I had to look at this because, one, I didn't really know there was a national championship. I mean, I knew Texas A&M. I think it was 1939 when they won the national championship, but I don't think they had trophies back then. There, I think they had a Cotton Bowl trophy. I think they beat Tulane that year in the Cotton Bowl, so I think there's a Cotton Bowl trophy. So I don't know if he's talking about that trophy. Or I know there's also, when they hired Jimbo, I think it was 2018, (laughs) they gave, I don't know if they gave this to Jimbo or they have it hanging in a trophy case. It's like a national championship plaque, and it says 2000 blank blank, implying that Jimbo was going to win one. So maybe that is what he's referring to. I don't know. But I'm wondering what the market is yet to be determined national championship trophy or a nineteen thirty-nine
3: cotton bull trophy. <laughs> Are we sure you're not talking that they're not talking about the two thousand nine men's golf national championship trophy? Oh, did they win a golf natic? I'm looking I'm cheating. I'm looking <laughs> I was gonna say, man, that's so deep
2: that's a deep cut right there.
0: How much uh progress could they make towards that eighty five million dollar buyout on a on a national championship trophy. Uh, what do you think? So I, I'm a bit of
2: a, a memorabilia guy. I'm going to say that's not going to cover it. That, that's my, uh, that's my <laughs> take on this.
0: <laughs> I, I, I wonder what the what the other options are to get rid of Jimbo. I mean, what are the other options? You're just going to have to let him ride it out?
2: You're going to well, start I mean, a GoFundMe? Well, I, so we've got a, a few options they've talked about recently. I mean, A&M, A&M fans are really going through it right now so they're talking about hiring magicians to help design trick plays talked about that last week uh, I saw a post this week from you MBG where they were talking about having their uh, tuba players help their offensive linemen with their footwork uh, which is solid now they want to sell <laughs> off their make-believe natty trophy uh, to help <laughs> to fund Jimbo's buyout they're they're in a bad place and and the worst part is I don't even know if they're going eight and four now Right, I mean that's what we've been predicting all year. Are they three and four now?
3: Yeah, that's the yeah. joke. Yeah, that's the joke. Oh, congratulations! You're going to go eight and four. Again. Yeah,
2: I mean, they got to close strong to go eight and four. <laughs>
3: they're, they're three and four right now, and they're losing to teams like Appalachian State and South Carolina. South Carolina looked good last week, but is that a proponent of South Carolina looking good, or Texas A&M just really not being good? Right.
0: Well, this all happened fast. I mean, I, I went back and looked, and I looked at a, a couple other posts that I had pulled. For example, one back in April that says, I'm calling it Connor, meaning Connor Wegman wins us a Natty this year, meaning this year. In, in August, they were talking about, well, when are we going to win a national championship? Will it be 2022, 23, or 24? Um, and then even in. Well, we've narrowed
2: that down. To not 22.
0: <laughs> uh, even in, in August, well, this one was funny. This one was back in May. There's a poster from a uh, uh, Texan in He says, I'm so Randy for Jimbo right now. Thank goodness he's our coach. And all of that was not that long ago. He was Randy for Jimbo <laughs> about five months ago. Now they're trying to sell trophies to buy him out. <laughs> There, because not only do you, let's say you raise $85 million to buy him out, you got to have money to hire a new guy, right? You can't just uh, hire a new guy on credit.
3: <laughs> 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 credit. <laughs> I,
2: love, I love the idea of just putting it on your on your credit card. Um, you know, yeah. what we haven't talked about is having Jimbo work off that $85 million or whatever, you know, working in the cafeteria like uh, the Auburn fans were. <laughs> talking about last week
3: what would what would his job be for 85 million in the cafeteria? Yeah, what, is, what do you think jimbo is qualified to do on, is that fry, fry cook, cook? fry cook
0: with a name like jimbo you would think he'd be working like the garage or something maybe yeah. fixing the university vehicles or something changing tires changing oil no,
3: no offense to the jimbos out there that are yeah. oh, no. no. working hard
0: no, not at all. I mean, but you just don't picture You think a guy named Jim, but you don't think it's some guy who's serving you broccoli in the cafeteria. <laughs> That's
3: true. That's a yeah, good point. Right? Yep.
0: Maybe he's out cutting trees or something. I don't know. But This uh,
3: Tex Ag's website is, is showing up a lot to our show. So. <laughs> it's a good
0: spot. Yeah, yeah. They're going through it,
3: man.
2: Like, they're <laughs> they're in some emotional turmoil right now.
0: It's been a roller coaster, no doubt, for them. And it's only going to get worse.
2: All right. So, guys, for our last post of the week, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to bring in our the friend of the podcast who we're going to start working with here, Joy. How are you doing today, Joy?
1: Hi, guys. I got to say, if there is a section I'm happy to come into, it is the Jimbo Slander that <laughs> I am here for.
2: So, Joy, well, you're an LSU fan, I know. I what's your What's your take on our friend Jimbo?
1: I can't stand Jimbo Fisher. I have never liked Jimbo Fisher. I think he's probably the most overrated coach in college football. I think they need to do whatever they can to get him out of there. But
3: but they're stuck. LSU too wasn't
1: he? Yeah, and we were about to hire him, and then he went to A and M. Yeah, God. I mean, like we dodged a bullet. We dodged a bull. I've never been so thankful for Ed Orgeron in my entire life. I mean, honestly, LSU really owes the state of Texas a big thank you because A&M hired Jimbo Fisher and Texas hired Tom Herman, and so we got Ed Orgeron. And we want a national championship out of it. So shout out to the state of Texas. I appreciate you and your idiotic decision making for my national championship.
2: But <laughs> I know Ed's not there. But that guy's a national treasure, as far as he I'm is. Concerned.
1: He's I'm a here. national treasure. I love Ed Orgeron. Just didn't. He just
2: didn't need to stay there much longer. Right. <laughs> he did his job, and it was time to go. There's
1: a reason that he doesn't have another job. Like let's just say it like this. You know, he's not coaching. There's a reason for that.
2: So Joy, uh, before we get in, I know you've got a post teed up for us to talk about this week. Why don't you tell people where they can find you on Twitter and on TikTok?
1: Yeah, it's super easy. My name is actually Daily Joy. I just go by Joy so it's easier. So you can find me on Twitter and TikTok. It's the same at Daily Joy F. And Daily actually has an E in it. So it's D A I L E Y, Joy F. All right. Super. There's not many Daily Joys floating around, so it's not hard to find.
0: Yeah, and I'm, and does, I, L- uh, does LSU have a bye this week or do they have a game this week?
1: LSU has a bye this week. We will always have a bye the week before we play Alabama. The same way Alabama will always have a bye the week before they play LSU. Because as much as everyone wants to act like it's not a hard game, it's a hard game. Speaking of that game, you know, we got to get into it. So Tiger Rant, my lovely people that just really love analyzing. This was a post from Leo Tiger 725 And he said, after watching the officiating for the LSU on this game, and the Bama-Mississippi State game yesterday, there has been a rash of bad officiating which seemed to favor certain teams and not others. I expect to get screwed in two weeks, but this is unacceptable. Is there something we can do to make sure the game is called fairly, or do we just have to sit around and wait to get fricked? And <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this one in all honesty.
0: They got a lot of upvotes, right? It got 55 have...
2: upvotes, so apparently a lot of people agree with this guy.
0: It did. Oh, man. Do LSU fans expect to get robbed by the officials, or is this just a coping mechanism for what might be the inevitable?
1: I would say as an LSU fan, I don't think we expect to get robbed. I will say the Texas A&M LSU game in 2018 really put a horrible taste in a bunch of LSU fans' mouths. The game that like went into 27 overtimes and we lost 74-72, and you go back and watch, and you're like, okay, they got screwed by the officials and before the game, you know, ever should have expi- – time ever should have expired. So I think LSU fans just have a horrible taste from that game, and we let that determine every other game. But also, when it comes to playing Alabama, if you're going to lose, you're you are trying to self yourself up so that it doesn't hurt as badly. And yeah, we've gotten is- hurt so badly in the last decade by Alabama that we just do anything we can to, like, protect our hearts in advance.
3: This seems like a preemptive strike to me. Just, like, make sure that everything's in place so that if, if something – marginal happens, we're all set. What I don't
1: understand is they're like after watching the LSU Ole Miss game as if we got royally screwed by the referees in that game. I mean, like if we got royally screwed and that was the outcome of the game, I'll take it royally screwed against Alabama. Like if that's (laughs) what that means, then I will take it. I am here for it 100%.
2: Well, and I'm thinking y'all should talk to uh, Tennessee because last week, you know, Alabama fans were complaining that Tennessee had paid off the refs. So – you know, maybe well, that's other- because
1: Alabama, when they lose, they just don't know what to do. I mean, it's it we has to be knows. everyone else's fault. <laughs> it it can't be that it can't just be that Tennessee was the better team that day. I find They're-
3: that that's that's normal throughout college football. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that your offense is completely inept. Nope, it was that one holding call. <laughs> exactly.
0: where, you know, the one have- call
1: that they missed.
0: I have one question for you, Joy, though. To, okay. Do you, do you know how to send a certified letter? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could figure it out.
0: Because that is the, really the mechanism to really fix things, apparently, in the SEC. You need to leave voicemails at the SEC office and also send certified letters just so you know that they got it. Right. Um, you know,
1: I'll do what I have to do to make sure that these officials are held accountable. Because <laughs> it's really unacceptable at this point. <laughs>
0: because that's what Alabama fans apparently did after the Tennessee game. So we're going to see if <laughs> Alabama fans' effort to change the officiating works this week. If uh, Oh,
1: well, apparently it's going to. I mean, we're foreseeing it already. You know, they're, they're going to make up for all the calls they missed again against us in our game. So we're screwed already. We, we're not going to win.
2: Yeah, MBG, I didn't even think about that. We're really, this is a test of how effective certified letters really are, right? Yeah. right. Yeah. We're gonna-
0: <laughs> yeah, if Alabama's getting calls early, you know that the certified letters weighed
3: heavily on Greg Sankey's mind. I'm literally on the edge of my seat for the next two weeks before this time.
2: I mean, the certified letter industry might be getting ready to take off. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if there's a way to invest in that, but can you
3: buy stock? Do
2: they make
1: Bitcoin or
2: <laughs> in those little green
1: stickers? Who makes those, right? Exactly. Oh, they are
0: they're about to be rich. <laughs> uh, are you going okay. to be go at are you going to be at the game, Joy?
1: I'm considering it. I'm trying to decide. I'm trying
0: to weigh the cost
1: approach. Unlike Texas A&M and their process of paying recruits, I actually weigh cost approach when making decisions. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to decide if spending the money would be worth it if I were to get my heart broken. I've spent so much money over the years at LSU Alabama games, and it's never worked in my favor. Do you so have a national
0: at- champ? Do you have a national championship trophy you could sell? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make I, I believe one.
1: I mean, I, may, I might can borrow the 2019 one from LSU. It's a whole lot more recent than anyone A&M has. But I don't I don't know that I'm willing to part with that one. It, like, it really means something to me. So uh, I don't that, think I'd yeah, sell it for, one,
0: yeah. for tickets to this game. I went to an LSU game one time as a visiting fan. And I'll never forget. I was walking with a couple other people. And some little, I bet he was five years old max runs right up to me my face and yells tiger bait and then runs away and his dad is just looking at him very proudly like that's my boy.
1: We raise and, him young and right down there in Death Valley. Yeah, what can kind of, I The real I Death Valley. Let me just can clarify. You? The real Death Valley. Not you'll never, the you'll one never get
3: an argument with
1: the not the one who that it. The real one.
3: <laughs> can you answer a question or at least like translate this for me? Because I went to an LSU Florida game back when Nick Saban was the coach at LSU so it was, it was mm-hmm. I'm dating myself here but some gentleman came up to our tailgate and just started saying cold boudin, hot couscous, <laughs> hot couscous. couscous. come on come Tigers, on tigers. Push, 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 push or something like that can you just mm-hmm. translate that for me? While well,
1: I'm it's mainly just us talking about food which if you understand Louisiana at all that's all we talk about, so we eat a lot of hot boudin, we eat a lot of cold couscous and they're actually saying push, push, push but I know, I
3: know
1: you know, you can't understand, Ed, Ed Orgeron just showed the whole world, you can't understand half of what we're saying, and we kind of like it that way, like it, a, it, there's a little, little bit like of my, mystery behind it. The guy from us. the
2: water boy, right, the, the, you know I'm talking about? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. That's what I think of every time. Of course, that's, that's who we are, and we're proud of it.
3: Oh no, I love it, I love it. Yeah, I love it. And then Neck, right, so you think, know you guys uh, sing that wonderful song, Neck, or what? or whatever it's called head neck or whatever
1: it's That's called back we're not really allowed to sing it anymore um That's a
3: fan, a ch- uh, i saw a kid singing that at in new orleans uh yeah we're
1: not um espn really shut us down on that when they said that it because it's not family friendly and you
3: it's were so loud that you friendly. can hear
1: it over the you know on tv that they would find us every single time that we played it so Um, The last time we played it in Tiger Stadium um, was when we beat Texas A&M Joe Burrow senior year. And Odell Beckham Jr. was there and he walked up to the band director and said, I will pay the fine, play the song. And so we played it there and then we played it at the national championship. And then earlier this year, we had another team come in. Southern came in from Baton Rouge and their band played it and they don't get fined. So we played. We shout out to Southern for that
3: one. We appreciate you bringing the tradition back. Today. I'm pretty sure there was a second line down Bourbon Street and the, the band was playing it. I'm pretty sure. Oh,
1: we were thriving after that national championship. That was probably the greatest time of my life. I'm not married yet, but my husband's have a hard time matching that one. I mean, it
2: was <laughs> the greatest time I've ever had. All right. So we're going to wrap up the show a little bit differently this week with a new segment that we're calling Guess the Fan Base. So, MBG going to read a message from a message board that none of us have seen and based on our context clues we're going to try and figure out which fine fan base posted this one right mbg
0: that's right here we go so this guy says this he says blank fans just want a level playing field and that is fair to expect if we get beat so be it I don't see how anyone can argue Blank is getting poor officiating more often than not. Name one game Blank won by a call or calls. It is time to go play the next game, though. I hope they take their frustration out on the next opponent. All right, who's who do you think that is? Some picked-on fan base.
2: So I don't know when this was posted, but that sounds like a
3: post-Tennessee
2: Alabama fan to me.
0: Okay. Casey?
3: Oh man, that's tough. I mean, we've been we've been going. I'm going to say Syracuse just because they're hot on my brain. <laughs> Joy.
1: I think I have to go Mississippi State on this one.
0: All good guesses. Give it to us. And and whose is correct? That is an Alabama no. fan, and I love this post because of his first line that says, "Bama fans just want a level playing field. That's all they want." <laughs>
2: That was what I that's what made me think.
0: It. <laughs> all they want is just for things to be fair, that's for all other they're asking teams to for. stop cheating. Exactly.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: I thought I didn't think you guys would get that. Um, congratulations, who's
2: thank you, undefeated. All
0: right, <laughs> that's tough. I think
2: that's it, right, guys?
0: No, that's all I
2: brought. All right, so that'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG Podcast. We'll see you next time, losers.